Oh. All right, Alexa, set an alarm for 28 minutes. Twenty. All right, we're making the uh, cinnamon rolls, Alana J Lo. Yes. I think those are going to turn out really good. Yeah. Because we haven't done it since like last year, right? We haven't made cinnamon rolls together at all. I thought we did. No, you did. Okay. You shared with me your cinnamon rolls because you made it the first time and they were really good. Thanks, babes. But I think we're getting off track here. Okay. Alana? Yes. You have the good book. Oh, my goodness. And you will be reading in Braille. Yes, I will. To your very smart, spiritually leaning agnostic boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. And we are going to start on verse... We're still on... Luke 1, we have 16 more verses. And then you wanted to do some from... And then I want to do... Uh, I want to read 20 more verses from Luke 2 because it's very important. We, we are going to stop every 10 verses to have yes. a small discussion. Yes, we will. And if by some reason the alarm goes off before we're finished, we will just pause this, take out the cinnamon rolls, and then quickly return. Yes. All right. So we're going to start off with 64. The last we were um, reading about was... Um, uh, eight days after the baby was born, after Elizabeth uh, gave birth to her, her child, um, he was just named. So uh, his name is John. So we are going to read uh, what Zechariah says. Do your thing, babe. Okay, 64. Hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh, okay, verse 64. And his mouth was open immediately and his tongue loose. And he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them, and all these things were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their heart, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. And hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware by our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Okay. All right. Uh, we are done with uh, verse 74. I am a little confused. It was John the Baptist who opened his mouth and talked? No. God opened his mouth. Because remember, if you remember, um, when the angel came to, uh, to Zacharias... And told him that Elizabeth was going to have a baby after she's been barren for, for a long time. Um, he told him, he prophesied to him that his ba the son will be named John. But, but there would be a time when his mouth was shut up. So the time that, remember, remember the people that were with him were naming him Zacharias. Right. And, Even though his name was supposed to be John. Right. He wasn't supposed to be named after Right. And Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. And then after that, his, his mouth was open and his tongue was loosed. That was the time that he was able to speak. So he was going to be dumb for a time or a mute. Okay. So it was 
through Zacharias's mouth that God talked in this verse. What? But he opened. He opened his mouth. Yes. He opened Zacharias's mouth as the angel. Um, as the angel told him. Yes. But it wasn't God talking through Zacharias. He was just returning his ability to speak. Right. I'm a little confused because he, he prophesied. So he he God. I believe that God gave him the words to say, because if a real prophet would be speaking the words that have come from God uh, to him, whoever so the prophet is. It's John who's speaking, but he's basically parroting what God told him. Exactly. Exactly. Why do the people need to fear God? Why is this a reminder? Because presumably they already know about God because this is biblical. Time. This is a sign for people um, to see. So the reason why God was re uh, performing all these um these signs um, was for people who didn't believe. So this was the sign and other, and the remember when it said that it was noised abroad, mm -hmm. people were hearing about it and they were just marveling at it because they're like, well, how could this happen? You know, how, how could this happen? I mean, John, uh, Zacharias didn't speak for a time. Elizabeth was barren for a while. And then she was, uh, she found out she was going, uh, you know, Zach, uh, Zacharias found out that he was going to have a son named John, who was, who was eventually going to be the forerunner for Jesus. He was going to help Jesus being the forerunner. He was going to point, he was going to point people to Jesus. Okay. He's, he's not only his cousin, but Jesus was also going to be his savior because Jesus was such a special, um, was, was going to be special. When it says the noise could be heard abroad of John talking, how far are we talking? Could people hear this in what is now Portland, Oregon, even though it's from um, Israel? Because it's the sound I'm of God's assuming, voice. So. I'm assuming it was in there, the general area where they were, I'm guessing, and maybe maybe in other places far away. But the noise doesn't necessarily travel all over. It, it, it's not specified how far abroad we're talking about. It's a very broad um it's a very broad description if you could, if I can say that. Okay. Cause I don't even know how far abroad it is. We can only speculate how far abroad it is. I'm curious. Was this noise only heard by humans or could some animals like parakeets understand it? No, really. I want to know. Um, because you know how there's some, uh, noises that only dogs can hear. Maybe I, I, this is a sound that human ears. I am assuming that it's only for only human ears. So an animal would not hear this necessarily. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it was the the news. The news was heard abroad. Yes. So I, I'm guessing this was by human ears only. Can I get a kiss? Why? Because I am going to be booked to avoid them all. <laughs> so give me a kiss. Kissy. Kissy. Mm. Mm. Okay, stop. Okay, what? Stop. What did I do? This is not the time. Okay. <laughs> we have five more verses in. Chapter one. Let's do it. Okay. So this is verse 75. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in 
the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. For the child grew and waxed, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his shoeing unto, unto Israel. So we don't know a whole lot about John, but as he grew up, he, um, he lived in the woods. He lived in the woods. I'm assuming he didn't live there with his parents. It says he's the prophet of the highest. Yes, he was. Yes, that prophet, the, 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 um, he was, um, yes, he was the prophet. In fact, um, he wrote the book of Revelation and he wrote the book of John. So, I'm trying not to say so, so much because I listened to her last time and I really overdid it with the okays on the shows. Oh my goodness. Probably will this time as well. Yes. Does that mean that John the Baptist is more important than, let's say, Moses? No. Why not? Because Moses was an Old Testament prophet, and he was important when he was leading the Egyptians out of um, uh, the Egyptians out of Egypt. The Jews. Or, I'm sorry, the 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 Israelites out of Egypt. I'm sorry, leading the Israelites out of Egypt because they were going through a lot of famine. Remember that. I do. Have you have you read the book of Exodus? I've listened to the Bob Marley song that I believe is called Exodus. It has nothing to do with the book. Okay, I'm sure I've. I'm sure there may be there. some ref- references to Exodus, but anyway, that's we're we're getting off track here. But um, they're not. So Moses and John were important in their time as prophets because they were they were sent they they were. Um, they were given that gift by God to be prophets. If we were to draw a modern day equivalent, because right now as we talk, it looks like there could be a beef starting between Snoop and Eminem. Which I no no no, but hold on. Uh, uh, where are we going with? We're this? going with this, babes. Hold on. Snoop was very popular in the early nineties. Eminem was popular in like the late nineties, early two thousands. But he's still like super well known. Both both of them are. Mm-hmm. Snoop is like the Moses because he's more old school and Eminem would be like John the Baptist and okay. you know, Dre I, would be like, I don't really think of rappers as prophets, but if we're, I'm trying to like do like an equivalent, okay. would that be correct? Like, um, I, I don't know that I would compare them to Moses or John, but Moses sort but, of set the, the templates for John who's kind of like Eminem to come in. I guess, but there were, there were other prophets too in the, um, the Old Testament, like, um, like Jeremiah and Hezekiah and, um. Right. But the re, so the reason I'm comparing John to Moses is because it says he's the prophet of the most high. Yes. So, and I would. The most high being, the most high being God. Yes. Exactly. But I would assume that Moses would be like God's most trusted prophet. No, of course not. Okay. No, he he doesn't regard any prophets as his favorite prophet, if that makes any sense. Most regarded prophet. There's not there one a, he loves more than the other. No, 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 no. I mean, there were a lot of people that he loved besides the prophets, like David. King David was, um, you know, he went through a lot of things, but before the end of his life, he was regarded as a man after his own heart. Um, he went through a lot. I mean, Moses, Moses was rebelling against God too, because he wouldn't do, um, 
everything that he said. He did one, like, thing, right? The rock incident. Yes, he wasn't supposed to get water from the rock. Yeah, but for the most part, he was a good dude. Elijah Elijah didn't always do what what God told him to do. Um, Jonah didn't do everything that God told him to do. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, they weren't, they were, they were human just like we were, but nobody was regarded as his most favorite, his most prized and favored prophet. Let me, I'm curious about precious and favorite prophet. What? If you had to take a guess, does God love you as much as he loves Moses or does Moses get like a special place? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't love Moses more than any other prophet, but does he love prophets more than he loves us common folk? No, that's not how he works. He loves everyone, including the prophets. It's not, he doesn't take favorites. There are no favorites with him. So there are no favorites with God. There, there are no favorites with his, um, with, with anybody really. How does that make you feel knowing that God loves you just as much as he would a serial killer? That you don't get any extra love, even though you devoted more time to worshiping. Um, what? Well, you said that God doesn't love any one person more than anybody else, right? He loves everybody equally. Of course. So how does it make you feel to know that you spend all this time worshiping and trying to be a good person, but God loves a serial killer just as much as he loves you? Because it's, it's kind of hard to fathom. I mean, he doesn't love what the person is doing, but he loves the person because he created that person. He doesn't love the he doesn't love the actions that the person is doing. In fact, he he grieves for that person. But does but it, he loves that person as he was created? But does it bother you that you get the same amount of love as a serial killer? Of course anymore? not. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. It doesn't bother me at all. It's a because the person chose these. the The person decided to do this. He has his own will. As much as you know, as much as I don't like what this person's doing, that doesn't mean that God is, you know, loves anybody more than a murderer. Cause a murderer can still come to God, even, even in prison, even before he or she dies, because some women murder too. Does that ever make you want to put uh, less work in knowing, Hey, God loves me anyways. I've already accepted Jesus. It's, it's a very, say. it's a very immature and uh, it's a very immature way of thinking about it. Mm. Uh, a person who has, who d- either is not a Christian or has just become a Christian would probably think that way, but no, it's a very immature way to think about it. One more question I have no, off of the subject. Why do you think it is that John is so important yet we know so little about him? I think that's one of the mysteries that we we don't have to know at this time. I don't know. Um, but he lived off. I mean, he, all we know is that he lived in the wilderness for most of his life and he lived off of, um, wild honey and locusts. Don't you think though, that if he's so important, God would want to give us a little bit more background of what did he do in that time in the forest? Did he meditate? Did he? Well, here's the thing though, just because something is important, that doesn't mean that doesn't always mean that God will, um, highlight it. For example, there are a lot of descriptions about, about hell. And the reason why there are descriptions about hell is because he doesn't want anyone to go there. There are little descriptions about heaven because even though heaven is very important, 
Um, it's indescribable. You can't describe him. John, I don't know why this was left out as far as his life, but, um, and I don't know that, well, I don't know that I'll ever know why, but just because a lot of things are left out, it doesn't make him any less important. The few descriptions we have of John in the woods, do we get that in Luke or do we get that in his own book, John? Um... I believe, you know, I have to look at that again because I've, I've, I've read, I've read about John. Um, I have to go through Luke and we can also, we can also study more of Luke if you want. Um, we could go, we could, we could do a more, in, uh, a more in depth study about the book of Luke too. I think they, and they talk about John in John, obviously. Uh, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. it's called John. It's, it's, it's called be weird John. if they had no mention of him. Do we, other than the, you know, shall we go on? One more question. You said that a minute ago. I know, but you know how I am with questions that just keep coming up. And this is why you love me, babe. So why not? <laughs> but I'll make this one brief. Okay. And this is probably a dumb question. Right. It's okay. It's it's fine. I mean, any question is not a dumb question if you ask it. Yes, yes. Right? Okay. When the book of Luke came out, it, I imagine it was sold separately from the Old Testament. It, it's in the New Testament. We are in the New Testament. I know that. But when it came out... It was sold as its own thing. Why did it get incorporated into the the Bible? What do you mean it was sold as its own thing? Well, so, okay, so there's the book of Luke. Yes. But I imagine when it comes out, it's just published as its own thing. It's this, the, you're reading the book of Luke. You're not reading it in the greater context of the Bible. Or am I wrong about that? Um... Uh, I can't answer that question. I could look more into it, but, um... I, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was published and then it was added, uh, shortly after. I, I, I couldn't answer that. Have you ever gotten a copy of just the book of Luke with maybe commentaries around the verses? No, but I know that there are Bibles that are, um, that do have, uh, commentaries in them. But you don't like those ones. Or... I, I don't have one that has commentaries. I know that, that there are, um, books in print that have Bible commentaries in them. Uh, but I don't have a Bible like that. Would you be concerned about reading something because maybe they re- have some contradictory commentaries? Um, or would you trust, would you look for a publishing house that you trusted? No, I, I, I typically don't like reading the commentaries or, you know. Why not? I just think that if I really trusted the word of God, I wouldn't need any commentaries. Oh, all right, babes, let's read on. Okay. So we are now on chapter two, uh, chapter one ended on verse 80. So we're going to read the first 10 verses first and then the, the next, tw- uh, uh, 10 verses. Sounds good. All right. We're going to stop in between. Yes, we are. All right. Okay. Chapter, uh, verse one. Okay. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed so that it's basically they're going through a census. Mm-hmm. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius uh, was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. This is where Bethlehem comes into. Because he was of the house of he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, 
the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Uh, basically, she gave birth to the baby in a food trap. And that baby was Jesus. He, she, um, she, yeah, she birthed him in a food trough. So did they, are you done with verse I'm, seven? I'm not done yet. Go ahead. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the governor of the Lord, oh, I'm sorry, and the, go, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings and great joy, which shall be to all people. And this is the last verse. Do it. This is the 10th verse. I just finished. Okay. Did they name him Jesus or did somebody else say, hey, you should really name that kid this? No, if you remember. I know angel, it's like Yahshua ben Yosef, right? Is the actual Israeli Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus. Yeah. Yosef is Joseph. Okay. Um, okay. So if you remember in Luke, Gabriel comes to, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. right? Joseph, he tells Joseph, don't be afraid to marry, to take Mary as your wife, because she's going to give birth to Jesus. You'll name your son Jesus, and he will be the son of God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary, Mary and Joseph both knew that the baby was going to be named Jesus because of Gabriel. Interesting. Remember, they both, he both, he came to them both. In a dream. What would have what would have happened if they would have said we're not naming him Jesus? He's going to be Charlie. Because because that would not fulfill the prophecy. And then God, how would God have handled that? Or God knew I'm going to pick these people, but doesn't that kind of negate free will if he's choosing people that he knows are just going to do his bidding? Um. No, he. I'm. I'm. I don't. Again, I. I can't tell you why he chose Mary and Joseph to carry. Um. To carry this baby, I mean, I don't. I don't know why he chose Mary to carry the baby, and I don't know why. Um, Joseph was chosen to be her husband, but that was supposed to be. Um, that was a prophecy that the angel was. Um. Uh, was declaring to Mary and Joseph. I know Mary was 14 around this time. Joseph was about, uh, Joseph was a young teenager also. So did they outlive Jesus? I don't know. Uh, we know, I know, uh, as far as I know about Joseph and Mary, we don't know about, we don't know how old they, they lived. Why don't we know? I don't know. Don't you think it would be interesting to know? Yes, what- but there's a, there's a lot of things that are not in the Bible that are, I'm guessing that we're not supposed to know about. Why aren't we supposed to know about that? I don't know. I can't answer it. See, it seems like you would want to understand I, I personally don't care how old they were. You're not curious to know what their life would be after Jesus died? Uh, no. I mean, anything that I didn't know, I would just ask him later. Ask who later? What do you think? God or me? No, not you. God. Of course. Yes, but. Yes, there are some things that I do wonder about, but a lot of it is one of those mysteries where we can't, we probably won't even know in our lifetime because it's so far back. And um, it's one of those things that I may ask him 
much later. It seems I, like if you're dead, there are bigger issues on the table than, hey, tell me about Mary. I mean, I may not even, I may not, I may forget, you know, to, to ask, but I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, I shouldn't be spending my, my life wondering about Mary's family and, um, how old Mary was when Jesus died and was, was crucified and died. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, hear you, but you think that he would add it into one of these books just for inquisitive people like me. But there's a reason why he didn't do that. It's the thing though. He's he's not like us. We, we're not he's not like a human author that just will put everything into detail. He works totally differently. It's that's the one thing you have to understand is that um we're not like him. He's not like us. His thoughts are way different than our thoughts. And we just can't you know, we just we just can't um, understand a lot of the things. Okay, let's move off of did Mary and Joseph live after Jesus? Yes, they did live, but Wha- but I don't know how old they were. Right. Why is it that God entrusted this with humans? In my view, it would make more sense to create these books on like a meteorite and have them land on Earth instead of trusting human authors to write them down. Because, like, also think of it like this, babes. You said that the prophets can uh, disobey uh, God. They have. Some of them have. How do we know that Luke uh, stick to the original story and wrote down everything that God said and didn't choose to embellish? So this is interesting because, um, because the Gospels, Mark and Luke, they both have, they both wrote, um, the same, they wrote, they both wrote accounts on the crucifixion, the, the, uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. It wasn't a different story, but you have to take those two accounts and look at it in the big picture. It's, and, and it's hard to understand if you haven't, if you haven't been reading it constantly. You would have to, it would have to, and you can't just read it one time. You have to read it more than once. And the, the reason why I, I love this book so much is that I can read, I can read a book more than once and I can always take something out of it. I can always glean from it. It's, I always get something different out of it because it's a, it's a living book. It's a living book. But do you ever find it hard to trust the books, thinking that, yeah, this dude may have been a prophet, but how do I know that he was on the up and up with this? God no, is going to love him anyway. I have no problem. Okay. Because, like I've said before, a person isn't going to understand the ways of God unless they have the Holy Spirit indwelling in them. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't discern which is true and which is fake. Oh. You have to, you're not going to know that. It's going to be merely impossible. I'm just saying you you really have to you really have to get that and you have to get that understanding because the Holy Spirit is in charge of directing, guiding and convicting people. And if you can't if if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you you cannot discern um a truth from a lie when it comes to biblical matters. Interesting. Yes, but I appreciate the questions. Could you detect like a small lie? Of course. Okay, and you don't think that there are any small lies in the Bible? No. There are people that will take the Bible and twist it and turn it into what they want to do, and I can tell that. 
you have to know how to discern it. There are some people that will take it, scriptures, and and twist it to make it sound like it's true on their perspective. But if you do further study, you can find out, oh, wait a minute, they were wrong about this. All right, let's pause this. Alexa. The cinnamon rolls are feeling good. I'm going to pause. Alexa, stop. All right, I'm going to pause this, and we'll be right back. Okay. I am I am back, Jayla. We were just talking about the cinnamon rolls. Oh my gosh, there is just the smell is wafting from my kitchen, and it's it just smells like Christmas in here. I, well, it's almost. It's Christmas tomorrow. Okay, shall we continue? Yes. I'm going to read the next ten verses, and that will be all that I read for it this time. And then we'll have questions about them. Yes. You and I will stop doing this. We'll make out. Okay, do we, have to, do we have to mention what we're going to do after this? We will read the Bible, Jayla. No, we will... Um, <laughs> we're going to do what we do. <laughs> but we want to make this quick because we need to make the glaze. I know, okay. And I want to get into some of those, Jayla. I know, all right, all let's right. go. Okay, this is uh, verse 11 to 20. For unto... Oh, let me start here. Okay, from 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I, uh, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them to he- into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were, t- which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorif- and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Okay. So... Was the birth easy for Mary or was it a difficult? Was I would he... imagine it was very hard. Why? Number one, this was her first child. Number two, she was only like 14. She didn't have, she didn't have a place to deliver the baby because there was no room at the inn, as it was said. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it was, um, certain circumstances. They had to, they had to leave Nazareth because um, you've heard of uh, you heard of King Herod and the plan to execute all babies, all baby boys. Ha- yes. Have you ever seen Blazing Saddles? No. Why, why are we talking about Blazing Saddles? It's not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. That honor goes to Young Frankenstein. Okay. But <laughs> there's this evil guy in the movie who wants to make the citizens pay or, or something. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And this guy is recommending these things. And he's like, too hard, too easy. And then the guy <laughs> says, what if we executed every male child? And then he's like, he stops and he's like, too Jewish. 
That's pretty funny. Thank you, babes. But but do you, but have you heard of the the plan that King Herod wanted each baby boy to be killed? That's what I'm telling you. I've heard about it through Blazing Saddles. Okay. Well, that's not a part. Of, well, it is a part of Blazing Saddles, but it's also mentioned in the Bible. I didn't know that it was King Herod, or I figured that it came out of the Bible, though. Yes. Yes. So they had to. They had to. Um, wait a second. Did they leave Bethlehem and, or Nazareth? I don't remember. I, oh, I know why. It happened after the baby was born. But I would imagine that giving birth to her first ch- a child and having to give birth to him in a feed trough. Because remember, she had to squat down, right? That, that may have been very, very difficult and very, uh, humbling. He had humble, he had humbling, uh, beginnings, humble beginnings. Anything else? I'm assuming she was happy when Jesus was born. Yes. When these wise men came, did they give them anything or did they just like, oh, what a cute baby. Now I'm saying. Well, the wise men, the wise men who saw the star. Yeah. They gave the gifts. They gave. um, So the reason why people think that they were three wise men who came, which we don't know how many wise men came to see the baby. They gave. The baby, um, they, they gave Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That was their gift. Oh, so they were able to, like, get a house and move in someplace then. So they weren't outside and poor for that long then. I don't know. I mean, we only know about the three wise men in that story. If you had to guess, did Jesus grow up poor or did he... Obviously, his birth wasn't that great, but do you think he had some money? Um... Well, you remember that Joseph, his his earthly father, made a living as a carpenter. Did you know that? I know that, but... But I, I don't know that he... He might have been poor. I don't know. See, I'm assuming that he's got he to grow probably, up with some cash. No. Okay. No, come on now. Really? Yeah. Because he's the son of God and yeah, people but, recognize but, yeah, but this Yeah, but you have to understand, though. He didn't... He didn't really want to make himself known. Because he didn't start making, he didn't start doing these miracles until his actual ministry. Right, but people recognize him from birth, though, as being special. They recognized him, but not everybody accepted him, you see. They, they didn't accept him. But among his followers, don't you think they would have taken care well, of him? Well, after, after uh, he was traveling from place to place. If you think about it, Jesus didn't really have a home. He grew up in... He um, he was born in Bethlehem. He grew up in Nazareth, but he didn't really have a home when he was when he was much older. And he was, um, you know, doing the will of his father because he didn't go into ministry until he was thirty. But even so, when he did have uh, twelve disciples, and he also had Mary Magdalene and the women that were following, um, he didn't really have a place to stay. Some of them, some of them did not recognize him as. Um, as a Messiah. So he was a, he looked like a, just like a baby would look, a Jewish baby. And if you didn't know that he was going to be the son of God, he wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have known that. He mm. just looks like a baby. Okay. He just, he came, there's a reason why God chose Mary and Joseph to carry out the task of raising Jesus from a boy to a man. We don't know why that he chose these people, 
but Jesus had, I mean, Jesus lived a, a normal life as a, a child, except that he was sinless because he was, I mean, they, they did, uh, no, the people that he came in contact with either believed in him or they didn't. And some of them did and some of them didn't. Do you think it's possible? I know I'm skipping around and we do have to make that glaze. Yes, we do. But people always talk about, oh, Jesus is coming back, the resurrection. Is it possible that Jesus has already come back and only a few people recognized it? Jesus coming back after his resurrection? No, but I mean that maybe he's that already he's come back. Soon? No, not that he's coming soon. Maybe he's already come back because he wasn't. Re- you're saying that people didn't always recognize him when he was alive. Is it possible that he already came back well, and only a few well, people recognized came, it? So he came back, but he only appeared to his disciples. And right, but isn't there a thing in the, the Bible living. about how he's going to come back again? Yes, he is. But how do we know that that hasn't already happened? It didn't happen because, because, and we can, we can study that too. It didn't happen because it was prophesied in Revelation by John the Revelator. There's John the Baptist and John, John the Revelator is a much cooler name, but keep going. Yes. John, so John the Baptist, John the Baptist was killed before, um, wait. Let me think. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do some research on that. I'm not sure if he was killed before the book of Revelation was written because, um, he was killed in prison. He had his head chopped off. Okay. He was beheaded. Um, I get, I get the, I know there's another John, John the Revelator, but I'm not sure if he was in first, second, and third John. That is a badass name. I love that name, John the Revelator. All right. No swearing in this. Yes, you did. Uh oh. You apologize. So we, you know, give me a kiss. You you can't do that in this type of a podcast. Oh, babes. Babes. I want to know more about this revelator, dude. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, I think. But we, you don't think that Jesus has already come back and people just didn't recognize no, him? No, no, no. Because we don't know when he's coming back. He's not going to give. Uh, there are going to be signs, and they, they think I believe that there have been already signs um, that would indicate that he's coming. But we don't know the exact hour, day, minute. We don't know that. But if there's already been signs, how do we know that he hasn't already come back? He hasn't come back because there are going to be a significant amount of people that are going to be leaving the earth. Oh. And, and, and they're going to be believers. So either I will die before that happens or... I will die. Or you will die before that happens. Oh. Or we will... We will be alive, and I'll be gone, and you may be behind. <laughs> oh, babe, I love you, babe, But I think I'm—we've already had this uh-huh, conversation. Uh-huh. I think there's a pretty uh-huh. good chance I'm getting in with you. I'm a little bit concerned. Well, first off, have you asked God if you're really going to get in? I think God's pretty cool. With me, you haven't asked. Besides, him. God loves me just as much as He loves, he loves you. you just, and you, okay, okay. First off, hold on. Let, let me let me just say this. Go ahead. Yes, of course he loves you, but as much as he loves, he may not know you. He doesn't. He may not know you. He may love you. A lot of people, but 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 that doesn't mean that you're exactly under his care either. Uh And that's something that I know you don't understand, but it's 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 not the way he works. Uh You see, 
Just because he loves you doesn't mean that you're going to be spared. Yeah, but he loves me just as much as he loves you. And He people. loves you just as much, but that doesn't mean that you're doing his will. And if you're outside of his will, then you're pretty much doomed, bitch. Oh, wait, I was giving you a kiss. Ah. <laughs> All right, babes. I think this is a good spot to uh, end. What do you think? I think so. I think so. I think we're getting a little bit carried away Did you here. put your bookmark in? Um... Or do you even need it at this point? Um, I think I will. I mean, I may, I may, I may do some more study out of this book, or maybe John. Oh, I haven't decided yet. Yeah, we got to find out about that revelator dude. But that that won't come until um, uh, that won't come until like uh, I have to look at that. All right. First, second, and third John are are books in the New Testament. I think we need to have some kisses. Yes, yes. Because we haven't kissed at all today. Yes, we did. When? In the in the last episode, yeah, but that's been a long time ago. Oh my goodness, I was just <sighs> we've been kissing this one. Besides, for the two times we already did, unbelievable, all unbelievable. Right, all right, give me a kiss. <laughs> unbelievable. And then we're gonna go and uh, make our glaze. First off, what? Oh, I don't like this. Oh, <laughs> do you think that uh, God likes it when you hit his fellow creatures? It's just a joke, but I'm not trying to hurt you. <laughs> I mean, can, hey, you can tickle me. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be poor, too, boy, tomorrow, okay? So don't tickle. This soon going to be poor, too, boy. Mm. Mm. All right. This was fun, babes. <laughs> Did you enjoy this? It was definitely different. Okay. And on that note, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Until next time. Until next time.